You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode number 15, Actual versus Perceived Cleanliness. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. Hello, hello, my friends. If you have been following the podcast for more than a week, you know that on Tuesdays, we have event planning lessons, and we have been going through the process from beginning to where we were at now. But this is a special week. I've had some recent requests to conduct trainings for event planners in a very specific area, and I thought it would be useful information for everyone, and not just within these specific workshops. While the heading of these various trainings has usually been about returning to in-person meetings or successful hybrid meetings, the specific topic I'm going to focus on here is actual cleanliness versus perceived cleanliness. And then I'll be sharing some innovative ideas for you to consider in your event. Now, I could do an entire series on returning to live events during and post-COVID, And in fact, I probably will during our Friday professional development power hours before the end of the year. I could talk at length about the specifics for types of events, location, duration, density, communication and marketing before and during the event, insurance, signage, what you should have on hand, contactless interactions, and crowd control. I could talk about the importance of needing new business models to include more supplier buy-in and shared risk and rewards and liability. But what I'm going to talk about here is something that I feel events everywhere are lacking. This is the difference between actual cleanliness and perceived cleanliness. I could pull a hundred case studies from restaurants that are doing an amazing job at this, and even some specific hotel examples, especially recently. But for events, I have a very difficult time identifying these examples that are not venue and restaurant related. So, what is the difference? Actual cleanliness is just what it sounds like. If I was a health inspector and I came into your event and inspected everything, how clean would it be? Would your registration desk be sanitized after each person? Would there be lingering possible infections on other surfaces throughout your event? What about with your speakers? Shared microphones, clickers, computers, and headsets. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine a two-by-two chart. This would be four squares, two on the top row and two on the bottom. On the left-hand side next to this box, we're going to add a label that says actual cleanliness. The top two boxes will be high cleanliness, and the bottom row of boxes will be low cleanliness. Now, what is perceived cleanliness? This is how your attendee feels and thinks your event rates in terms of cleanliness. This is subjective and internal to each and every one of your attendees. We're going to think about our two-by-two box, and now we're going to add a label on the bottom below that box that says perceived cleanliness. The left boxes are low perceived cleanliness, and the right boxes are high in perceived cleanliness. So now you have the four boxes. 
The bottom left is low actual cleanliness and low perceived cleanliness. The bottom right is low actual cleanliness and high perceived cleanliness. The top left is high actual cleanliness and low perceived cleanliness. And the top right is where you want to be, high actual cleanliness and high perceived cleanliness. Actual cleanliness is how clean, sanitized, and safe you are in your practices. Your surfaces are impeccable, both front of house and back of house. You're following high standards and guidelines, and you're following all of the proper safety procedures in both front and back of house. Perceived cleanliness is typically in the front of house. In a restaurant, this could be a customer actually seeing an employee cleaning tables. All employees are wearing masks, whether or not you believe in them. Employees are wearing gloves. Employees are not mixing cash and food without changing their gloves. Maybe there are flip signs on the tables that can get switched back and forth to show when tables have been cleaned and when tables are dirty. And just to be specific here, these are not permanent signs for social distancing that say sit here and do not sit here. These are ones for cleanliness that get switched back and forth in real time. Maybe the silverware is being individually wrapped. So now that we've differentiated actual and perceived cleanliness, let's put this in our chart. The bottom left box is low actual cleanliness and low perceived cleanliness. To keep this short and simple, you aren't clean and your customers know it. They are probably no longer your customers during this time. In your bottom right box, you have low actual cleanliness and high perceived cleanliness. Customers are seeing you do positive things in the front of house. However, since you are low in actual cleanliness, the germs and potential infections are still there. You're not following proper protocols in the back. You're not using actual cleaning solution. You're not actually wiping surfaces down with antibacterial solutions, and maybe you're reusing things. The end result? Your customers will keep coming, but you are at high risk for infection. And when that infection comes, you will get shut down, and you will get a lot of really bad press. Bad press and regaining customers after a shutdown for lack of cleanliness can be difficult to overcome. So now, the upper left box. High actual cleanliness and low perceived cleanliness. This is where I feel 90% of events are currently. Event directors, managers, planners, and venues are keeping things as close to sanitized as possible to help bring back our in-person events. But the attendee does not see this live in front of them. Maybe they see static signs that never move, telling you where to stand. Back-of-house staff is really good at, well, being back-of-house. But we need people cleaning surfaces in front of us. We need to see things happening. We need an offhand footage people are sharing. We don't need to see this in promo commercials with the smiling staff posed for the photo op. We need to see somebody walk up and sanitize mics between speakers, or at least between sessions if each speaker has their own mic. Our focus on signage has been on social distancing, which is good, but perceived cleanliness comes from seeing things in action. Even something simple like employees wearing gloves. 
if you actually think about it, these are the same germs sitting on the glove if you aren't changing gloves between each person. But the attendees subconsciously feel like it's more clean because these employees are simply wearing the gloves. And of course, employees wearing masks. Even if you're in a location without a mask mandate, just have employees wearing them. And most importantly, wearing them correctly. The interesting part is that even though these events are high in actual cleanliness, they will not gain attendee traction until their perception increases. This also goes into perceptions in the event service chain leading up to the event, which could include transportation and lodging if used. I think now we all can recognize that hybrid events and regional events are here to stay for a while. We have to work on this perceived cleanliness before we can move out of these local events. Now back to our chart. The upper right box is high in actual cleanliness and high in perceived cleanliness. This is where every event should strive to be. You can never see too many hand sanitizers or wipes. Do you just have one sanitizing station at the back of the room, or do you have bottles at every table? Do you offer a hygienic option for guests to store their masks in during their meal? Maybe a paper bag so it doesn't touch your event tablecloth? Think of how you can work on your event so you score high in both of these areas. Here is my absolutely insane and crazy idea for our return to in-person meetings. As we're moving back to in-person events, Why don't we think of our event space like an exhibit floor, and each attendee as an exhibitor? Give your attendees options before the meeting, and allow them to pay extra if they want upgraded features. I know as an attendee, I would completely pay an extra $50 for a soft seating option. Can I specify if I want a table to write on, or a side table for my drink? Break your ballroom into six-foot blocks, and then sell each space some with premiums. If your attendee still doesn't feel comfortable, they can actually buy multiple spaces if they want. Some people prefer sitting near the presenter, and some prefer sitting in the back. Think about movie theaters. If you know where you're sitting ahead of time, you no longer have to show up and crowd the door and rush in trying to secure seats. Everyone can come in leisurely at their own pace and go straight to their seat. By reserving ahead of time, this way, people who are coworkers or maybe live together can sit closer together if they feel comfortable. If you're sitting near your colleagues, why not offer an option for swivel seats so attendees can interact with each other and never have to move if they don't want to, but they can still have direct eyesight. While we're at it, what about an option for direct-to-your-seat food and beverage service? Think deluxe movie theaters now. If you're providing soft seating for your guests to get comfortable in all day, why not deliver food or beverage to their seat through your event app? If you're serving individual meals right now anyways, what's the deal with just bringing it to them? You can minimize travel and germ spread and crowding at food and beverage. And this also allows your attendees to eat when they are actually hungry and not during some preset time like when we're in preschool. I am happy to eat during a speaker while I listen intently to the content. Maybe I had a late breakfast and I want my lunch a little later. Why not allow this? So I know what you're thinking. I'm crazy. 
As event planners, we automatically think of all the reasons why something will not work. We think of the costs. We think of the logistics. We think of the issues. And this is why we are all amazing at what we do. But what if we kept an open mind about this concept? What if we said this will work, and then we found a way to make it work? All I'm asking is that you think about it. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. We publish podcasts twice a week, lessons on Tuesdays, and alternating student and industry spotlights on Thursdays. On Fridays, we do a live professional development power hour from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time on Zoom. We're in the middle of our virtual engagement series right now, and it's been amazing to have listeners from all over the world, from Dubai to Jamaica to Australia. We have loved interacting with every single one of you. That's all for today, folks. Thank you for taking the time to make the time. I'll talk with you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.